all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Hope you had a fantastic and dynamic week. I know that the week is winding up for most of us, but you know, as I always say, we got to keep pushing and keep grinding to the end, you guys. And of course, as you guys know, uh, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by no other than YRN 1328. That means you are listening to a uh, radio show that is being broadcast all over the world, you guys. So big shout out to YRN 1328. And of course, um, as you guys know, we keep bringing you more and more awesome guests. And I'm excited tonight, you guys. Uh, we have someone who uh, actually came on the show when I was doing the Anthony and the B Fly show. Um, some time ago, which originally created uh, Vibration Radio. So uh, I'm talking about no other than Arthur uh, Selena Haskins tonight, you guys. And so I'm excited about having her on. And uh, we're going to be talking about her brand-new book entitled Yesterday Was a Long Time Ago. And it certainly was for some of us, wasn't it, you guys? And so <laughs> tonight we're going to delve into uh, this great book. Um, some of you guys may remember her when she came on with um, a group of ladies, um, and they created a book called Just Between Us, Inspiring Stories by Women, which was an awesome, awesome book. Uh, Selena is also the author of A River Moves Forward, Riding the Waves, and um, now she is back, you guys, with something more, something powerful uh, for you guys to read. And tonight, you guys, uh, I've been forewarned that she's going to bring, she's going to spill some tea tonight on the beautiful butterfly show. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about what goes on in this literary industry uh, from copyright issues, editors, jankiness, hey, you name it. We're going to talk about it tonight on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. So if you're out there, uh, you may have a question or comment or you just want to listen, uh, you can feel free to call in. The number 347-326-9139 is the number. Uh, make sure you share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. Let everybody know that Selena Haskins is over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show this evening, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to always pay some bills. So when we come back from these commercials, you guys, uh, we're going to have our special guest of the evening. So stay tuned uh, right here to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author Trent Williams of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, 
Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, you guys. And, of course, um, as I stated earlier, we have a special guest. We got author Selena Haskins in the building, you guys. And so she's going to tell you all about herself and this awesome book and some more stuff tonight. So be prepared to enjoy you got yourself, you guys. And so we're going to bring our special guest of the hour on here. Selena, you there? I'm here. How are you, Bianca? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing? I'm good. Long time no here, but of course we still see each other on social media. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's definitely uh, been a while, but I know that you are always working and grinding behind the scenes. And so, of course, tonight we're going to be talking about the latest book you have out. But before we get into that, uh, for the folks out there who may not know, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. Who is Selena Hatton? Who is Selena Haskins? You know what? Sometimes that question makes me feel shallow, I have to admit. (laughs) But but anyway, I am an author. Besides Mm -hmm. being an author, I am a mom, full-time worker, servant of God, and a lovable, loyal friend. So that's my little background. That's the short version. But where am I from? (laughs) I'm from Washington, D.C. I currently live in suburban Maryland. I am the author of four books. That is A River Moves Forward, Riding the Waves, a contributing author to Just Between Us. And, of course, my upcoming novel is Yesterday Was a Long Time Ago. And the type of books I write, are family-based mostly, but sometimes they're about relationships, as with my upcoming novel. And I just like to write about things that affect people directly. You know, I like to write about the human spirit and just the beauty of the world around us. Of course, I get down and gritty, but in the end, I always (laughs) have the rainbow and the sunshine. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, what was it uh, that originally started your passion and your love uh, for writing and and being a storyteller? Well, like most authors, I started when I was very young. Really, it all started in my mind. I just didn't know how to put it down on paper. But I had one of those vivid imaginations. You know, I was the type of kid who had abstract thoughts. You know, um, I was also a visual artist, and I still am. So I think a lot of that creativity started young. And then when I got to high school, I started writing articles for our school journal. And then my teacher said, well, you know, maybe you should do something with your writing. And so I went on the way to school, majored in journalism, and I kept writing, writing, writing. And it just always stuck with me, you know. And um, Mm -hmm. I just said, you know what, maybe I should try to take this thing to the next level. And so that's what I did. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, of course, uh, what was that feeling like when you uh, were able to publish your first book? What was that feeling like? Oh, incredible. Almost similar to how I feel right now. I think the (laughs) emotions are a mixture of feeling, you know, very nervous because you're sharing something with the public. And it's like putting yourself out there because writing is just its so personal. You know, it's like yeah. a part of you. Even though it's fiction, it's still something that you wrote. And to share it with the world is sometimes it's nerve-wracking because you don't know, you know, what readers will say or what they will think. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. really putting yourself on the judgment seat for good and for worse. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So I had those Absolutely. emotions. And then there's also the excitement of, seeing something finally published in your name, you know, like Mm -hmm. in the, you can go to the libraries and check out my books now. And it's just, it's a fascinating experience too, you know? And so that's the mixture that I have of excitement, nervousness, and then there's always that anticipation of, okay, so what can I do next? You know? Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and, And speaking of that, um, I know it seems like, it, to me, it would be a lot of pressure to see uh, what you're going to do next because once you write a book, uh, people want you to build up from there. You know, they're thinking, okay, like, what is she going to bring us next? So is it hard on you as a writer to live up, you know, to that first book or that previous book that you may have written before to make sure, you know, it comes off to the readers in a great way as the others did in the past? It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's almost like how it is for a music artist. And I'm just Mm going to use mm -hmm. her for an example because she's one of my favorites. That's Mary J. Blige. Her, my life um, CD, even though it wasn't her first, the 411 was. um, Right. But that second one was so memorable to everybody, you know. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's classic, you know, but everybody liked the first one too. So when I wrote A River Moves Forward, my first book, the accolades that I didn't anticipate were phenomenal. And I was just like, wow, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this type of feedback. And so because right. I had gotten so much feedback, I went on and wrote the sequel. And I think the audience kind of changed, you know. It wasn't that they didn't mm-hmm. like it, because you can see the reviews, people liked it. But the first book of A River Moves Forward, the audience was just different as far as the age difference. I think they were more, you know, late 40s at that time, early 50s. Right. Somewhere in that era. So the sequel was more about the second generation of that family. So it was more my era, you know, those who Mm -hmm. were born in the seventies, but grew up in the eighties, you know, so it was kind of a younger generation by comparison. Right. Right. And so that was hard. (laughs) It was hard (laughs) to keep that momentum, but Mm -hmm. um, I am anticipating closing that out as a trilogy. So I probably will write one more, which will be a mixture um, as far as the type of audience that I plan to um, attract. So it will be a mixture of, you know, your late 40s, 50s, and then our generation all mixed in one. So I plan to close that out as a trilogy. So, 
but it's hard. It's hard, B. It's hard to keep that momentum going. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. see how a lot of people do it. They write like 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 books. Right. <laughs> First right. of all, I had the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just, Absolutely. they have a, they have, huh? I said that's absolutely true because you see people who are cranking out books, and I see a lot of times you have people who, you know, shoot out uh, an incredible amount of books in the amount of a month or even a six-period time where then you have some folks that I've had on the show like, man, it took me two years, you know, to write this book, or it took me a year to put this book out there. So it's amazing to see how different authors, you know, manage to just, you know, kick out uh, uh, books. Um, at different time frames. Exactly. I'm always amazed by that. I mean, maybe they do it full time, but I don't. So right. it's just part time for me. But maybe if I did Absolutely. write as a full time author, you know, still making the kind of money I make now, <laughs> right. then I could right. probably kick out, you know, more books as well. But, you know, Absolutely. it is what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and when it comes to the genre, because as you mentioned, um, you have different genres that you write in. And so as an author, when you're out here and you're seeing, you know, maybe the erotic books and, and, you know, maybe some urban fiction type of books, you know, that people are really gravitating towards to, um, does it make you feel some type of way of, okay, well, maybe I should write in this genre? Or have you gotten to a point now where you're comfortable, you know, sticking to the genres that you like versus, you know, jumping over to something, you know, totally opposite of what you normally do? Um, Good question. Well, as tempting as it is sometimes, I always said Mm -hmm. that once I started publishing, I was going to stay true to who Selena was. Right, right. Who I am, as I mentioned when you were asking, tell your audience about me, I am a woman of God. So right. at the end of the day, I have to answer to him. So I have to right. say that first right. and foremost, okay? Because And it doesn't even matter if I know some people out there, they have they write under a pen name, but guess what? God still knows your name, okay? So I, that's just me, and that's my opinion. Um, and I just said, to me, if you sell out once, you're going to keep bending over and selling out. So I'm not a sellout. I stick true to who I am, and I hope that people can enjoy, you know, what I consider to be a good story. Um, and no, like I said, my novels are family-based, relationships-based, and, you know, true to life, you know, because sex Absolutely. is not life. It sells. Mm-hmm. It sells very well, as with anything, not just books, but music and everything else, too. And that's what people like. That's fine. But, you know, you, you won't you won't see that from Selena Haskins. Sorry. <laughs> which is real, which is real, because I've seen, you know, and talked to a lot of authors who, you know, they might have even started off as just being um, an inspirational writer. You know, they, they wrote inspiration genre or even Christian genre, and then somebody said, hey, you know, you will expand and get a bigger audience if you wrote, you know, some erotica, or you put a little sexiness or, you know, spice or whatever, and they find it to be very conflicting because they live their life in, in one form, 
you know, but they're having to write and kind of project this image to other people. So I love the fact that, you know, for you, you're willing to, you know, stick, like you said, stick to what Selena uh, wants to do and Selena's, Selena's, um, you know, viewpoint of how things should go. You know, and oftentimes we see it. We see how people compromise themselves in the music industry, you know, when Mm -hmm. they get into Hollywood. And we see a lot of times they fall because it just becomes too much you know, for them. Absolutely. You're so right. Um, uh, Me and and one of my cousins were just saying that, you know, it's really sad how, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of really good singers in this business right right now, speaking of which, just a tad bit touch on it, but they don't get the accolades. It's the ones who, you know, take all their clothes off and, you know, do all these you know, sexy things that's going to appeal to people because that's what people want. But they can't sing worth a lick. They couldn't even hold a note. I can probably hold a better note than them in a shower, you know. But it's about how people look. Are they sexy enough? And especially females. It's about how sexy they are and how much of their clothes they can take off and so forth. And you know what? If you want to sell yourself like that, so be it, but again, like I said, as for me, I'm right. not going that route, you know, because even when Absolutely. it came down to the cover of my new book, I had a lot of opinions about what I should put on the cover and how I should do it to attract a, a larger audience. I said, you know what? I'm not going to mislead my audience. It's not that type right. of book. So right. you're not going to see a man with a sh- right. huh? Yeah, you're not going to see a man with a shirt off, padded up, and all those things. And I'm not <laughs> saying that that's not, you know, attractive to some people. What have right. you? This is right. not that story. It's a love story, right. you know. And I right. think that's what people, well, at least for me, that's what I want to stick to, as far as romance, you know. And it doesn't mean Absolutely. that it's a born romance, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't mean that Absolutely. it's boring. <laughs> you know, like roses are red, violets are blue. He gave her roses. Oh, that's so cliche. <laughs> but you just have to be able to just tell a real love story. Like, remember Absolutely. when all those love movies was coming out at one time? Like, mm, you had The Best Man yeah. and then you had The Wood, you know, movies like that. Love and Basketball. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, Love yeah. and Basketball. Yeah. Look, I'm old school. But I'm traditional, you know, and I just believe that, you know, sex is something that's the icing on the cake, but it's not the cake because you can still eat the cake without the icing. Okay. Very true. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. What I want to do is I want to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about growth because for all of us, you know, we achieve to grow um, in the things that we do. So we're going to talk about uh, Selena's growth. Uh, that she's experienced from dropping that first book to where we are today, you guys. So we're going to come back with more of Selena Haskins right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? 
innocent and sweet. Doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by author Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And if you are just joining us, we are on with author Selena Haskins, you guys. And, uh, man, we are really delving into it already. Um, but no worries. You still got time to listen to a dynamic episode tonight, you guys. And as always, if you got a question or comment or you just want to listen, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And, of course, Selena, before the break, I was asking about your growth and and. and through life, when we delve into something we are really passionate about, we want to see ourselves grow, and that's the main objective. And so from releasing um, that first book um, to where we are today, uh, with yesterday was a long time ago, how have you seen um, your growth um, as a writer, as an author? Well, I've seen a lot of growth so far, you know, which makes me really feel proud. I still have a lot of growing to do, but I do see the progress um, in terms of, you know, like being writer with more details, creating scenery, um, knowing when to use dialogue or when to keep it brief, when to extend it a little bit. So it's all been a learning process. And I think for me that during my time off since my last book, I've read other books for style purposes, you know, to understand structure of writing a novel. Um, I have new favorite authors now, and I've learned a lot about how to describe certain gestures that people make even, <laughs> you know, simple things right. that you can say in a few words that can still give a reader a powerful impression about the character. So I think I've learned a lot, you know, and I want to continue to grow. And that's why I mentioned to another author friend of mine that I'd like to take some writing classes this fall to continue to, you know, just capitalize Mm -hmm. on that growth process. Absolutely. 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 And, of course, uh, let's get into this uh, new book entitled Yesterday Was a Long Time Ago. And so uh, let's talk about the title because um, a lot of times – when we rethink things, we think about, man, okay, things of the past and things of or how things used to be. Like we were, you know, talking about the memories of when great love and, and relationship stories were being created. And so um, how did you come about the title uh, for this particular book? Well, 
this is a story that I actually wrote some years ago. I think in one okay. of my previous interviews, it was you and Anthony, I think, where I said uh-huh. that I had crates filled with stories. Yeah. So this is yes. one of the uh-huh. last stories from the crate. <laughs> wow. And, um, wow. I just revised it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. The theme and everything is still the same, but I came up with a title. Yesterday was a long time ago because, let me ask you, Bianca, <laughs> have you ever had that one person, that one person you really, really love from a long time ago, and you just can't stop thinking about that person or you wonder whatever happened to that person, or you may Absolutely. feel relieved that they're gone. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. <laughs> But sometimes we have that one person, and I remember we used Mm -hmm. to ask this coming up, who is the one person who had your heart and may still have a corner spot in your heart? Right. So you may have that person, you may not, but, you know, yesterday was a long time ago, meaning you can't go backwards, Right. but the memories of yesterday sometimes still so raw as if you're still in that moment. And for Absolutely. some people, in particular my character, that's how she felt because the love that they had was so powerful that it was hard to let go. Right. So that's how I came up with that title. Wow, awesome. And so um, tell us a little bit about um, the main characters. And without giving away too much, because, of course, we want the folks to read it, but uh, give us a little (laughs) insight on what we're going to be in store for um, when reading um, Yesterday Was a Long Time Ago and the characters we're going to be introduced to. The characters you're going to – well, first let me just say that this is a new genre, speaking of genres that we were talking about just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It is new adult, meaning it's not young adult, but it's college okay. age. So it's okay. a college awesome. romance. But there's another part in it where they become adult. So that's why I didn't call it you, okay. um, young adult, but it's new adult. Okay. And because of some of the mature things that take Right. <laughs> the main character is Jermaine Landry. She is an inspiring writer who comes to Washington, D.C. from the South to school. And she's kind of, you know, she's lived a sheltered life, kind of stays to herself, but she's anxious to break out of her shell and become more social. And then she meets Angelo Pearson, who's college heartthrob. He's a football star. He's the complete package, okay? (laughs) He's athletic. He's attractive. But he also has this ego. So, But she's not impressed with Angelo's bravado at all. But mm-hmm. he figures out, look, she's not one of those girls where you can continue to be a player player and think you're going to easily swoon her. So he really has to try hard to win her over, and he does. So their opposites attract, right, and they develop a friendship that catches fire. And their love, it seems shatterproof until a malicious scheme leads them down a dark path that could end tragically. Wow. Wow. So 20 years later. 
20 years later, thoughts of yesterday still haunt Jermaine until an unexpected encounter leads her to the pearls of truth to figure out what really happened a long time ago, what really happened yesterday. And so she just may have a second chance at love or she may just find closure and just move on from those memories from a long time ago. Wow. And, you know, it's one of those things, and, um, <laughs> you know, it, it definitely gives you some reflecting because we sit back often. And it was it was interesting because somebody just posted this, uh, I think yesterday, I believe, and about, you know, how we often sit back and wonder what things would have been like had we, you know, might have married a certain someone or how if we would have kept having a relationship with someone, um, how things might have turned out. And so it's always interesting the different thought processes that we have in our heads on what things would be like if we had went another direction in our lives. And I think that sometimes um, those memories, you know, especially if it was a it, it was a great memory, um, it keeps us inspired. I think that, um, you know, when you're single, um, especially when you're single or just in the dating process and you're wanting or seeking a mate, I think good memories of, of great relationships keep you hopeful, you know, for great relationships. You know, they keep you inspired because you know they exist. And I think a book like this is awesome this day and age because I think more people need to be inspired that relationships can, you know, real relationships can take place. Um, that are loving and passionate and so forth. And I think that, you know, that's what we need uh, to know that real relationships, you know, can take place this day and age. That's so true. That is so true. And I think I expressed that as well. And then, you know, understanding the importance of friendship because they become best yes. friends. Yeah, you know, absolutely. that closeness, that absolutely. bond. Yeah, that's so important. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes we forget that. I think that, you know, in relationships, we're thinking, okay, I'm in love, you know, this is going like this and that and the third. But oftentimes, we don't realize, okay, you know, uh, it, it's it's great to be able to have a relationship with the person that you with because you can talk about anything, you can express how you really feel, Um you know, and get things out the table. And I say that all the time, that one of the greatest things that most of us are missing when it comes to relationships, where whether it's dating or being married or friendship, is the lack of communication, you know, because we don't take yeah. the time to communicate with people. Now it's, okay, you know, hit me in my inbox, <laughs> send me a text, you know. It's, it's not that personable one-on-one communication that it used to be. It's not, and that's really sad because now we're forced to make ourselves understand how a person feels behind words. And sometimes you don't always understand what they're saying behind words because what happens if you're texting each other, then it's like, why are you yelling? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it that way. And then well, ultimately you have to end up calling each other on the phone and explaining the tone, first of all, the way you're saying it, so there's no, you know, misconceptions or anything. So, yeah, I think that's one of the that's one of the downfalls to technology today is it it has created a wall with having mm-hmm. live dialogue and communication 
with others. And I think that's why now you see so much live video and FaceTime yeah. and because people yeah. understand that, okay, there's only yeah. but so much you can say in words people are going to want to see, touch, feel, because we're human. <laughs> right, right. So Absolutely. And, and do you think that social, and speaking of social media and all of this modern technology, do you think it has taken away from us relating to people um, as easily as we should? Do you think that instead of just the old, you know, good old-fashioned way of meeting people, whether it's school, church, whatever, we have just resulted to planning ourselves in front of our laptops or tablets or our cell phones and, and meeting people that way versus, you know, getting out and, and being social. Absolutely. I absolutely do. And it's made us, you know, reserved and kind of self-centered as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Even if it's not intentional, i give you an example. I had to I had a meeting today with some how high 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 powerful people I should say right. besides their ranking I was just so nervous about going in this room filled with people but here's the difference I can go on Facebook and there's a whole lot of people people that I don't That's even right. know feel safer than walking into a room filled with people so mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the wall that I was talking about that yeah. has been created. Wow. And yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. Absolutely. 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 And, of course, you know, with a book uh, referring to relationships and building friendships, where did you draw uh, some of your inspiration for this book from? This one, honestly, is kind of loosely based on a college experience that I had. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. It's loosely based on um, a real romance that I had in college. Um, And it it was one of those situations where, you know, you kind of think, like, I wonder whatever happened to this person or like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. what would have happened if, you know, we had kept at it, like what we had gotten married or, you know, what right. would have became of that relationship. Right. And true story, saw him on Facebook. He was a mutual friend of another friend that I had gone to college with. Mm-hmm. And he saw me send me a friend request and there was an exchange and dialogue. Now, because of what happened in our relationship, I apologized to him. And he said, I appreciate that. Now I feel, this is what he said. He said, now I feel like I can go ahead and marry the woman of my dreams because that was holding me back. Wow. 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 And so, like, so, what was your feeling and your reaction to that? Because a lot of times we don't realize, you know, even when, when we end relationships off of bad notes um, or things didn't turn out the way we want, we don't realize how affected the other party may be um, by the things that had took place. So what was that feeling like for you to know, like, wow, this, this person has been held hostage pretty much, 
you know, by uh, a result of, of a relationship that, that, that didn't go over well. Um, and now he, you know, he feels like he's been freed, so to speak. It was emotional, <laughs> in all yeah. honesty. Yeah. It was emotional. Um, I just, you know, it was one of those situations where, you know, one one bad decision can just ruin things, you know. And so That's it was right. just one of those situations yeah. where I understood that I was young he was young, but I guess at that time, I didn't understand how deeply he was in love with me, you know. Right. Um, I had feelings for him, but I think his were a lot stronger than mine. Right. So, you know, when you're young, you just do certain things. So, yeah. and like I said, when he said that, you know, I said, I'm glad, and I, I think you will make her very happy and as I've seen in some of his pictures and, you know, some of his posts, he's, you know, very successful now, seems very happy, has a nice family. I'm glad, you know, that he was right. able to move on. And this was years ago, like when, around when Facebook first started. <laughs> right, right. So this was the very, very beginning when you first got on Facebook and started reconnecting with your school friends because that was the purpose of Facebook anyway. At that time, right. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that's what that's what happened. That's what took place, and some of the things that happens in this story were things that he and I actually experienced together. <laughs> so wow, um, I had to tweak it some because I don't want to get sued. So don't you don't y'all start <laughs> Facebook me now. <laughs> Don't face don't don't send me a people message be, talking about you talking about me like what? <laughs> I'm not talking about you. But look, if you want to find out the book is going to come out next week, go by. <laughs> and then you'll find out that way. <laughs> oh my gosh, incredible. You know, and it's you know, it's amazing to sit back and reflect on, you know, different uh, relationships um, of the past and d- different things and how they went, went. And so, you know, being able to reflect back, you know, on how things, and it's, a, it's so amazing how we experience such feelings for people, you know, um, at very young ages. And some of us, you know, we're deep in love while the, some of us are just like, look, I ain't ready for all that, you know. Like I'm, I know. I'm on a totally different page. And I understand because I, I had those same experiences myself. I've had those same experiences where you have someone who is, you know, putting all the cars out on the table for you and, you know, laying out the red carpet, so to speak. But, you know, I feel like if you're not ready in your mind and in your heart, then it's best not to, you know, leave that individual on any further than you might already have, you know. And I think that it hurts because, you know, you've invested all this time, you've invested all these emotions, uh, but I think the worst thing you can do is to continue to force feelings that don't exist, you know, onto someone. (laughs) Um, And so, so, you know, and and we sometimes we have to let people go and, and shoot, I'm not going to lie. I've seen some people that I, you know, used to talk to or date or whatever. And, and I'm like, look, I'm not ready for a relationship or whatever. And they are gone off and they, 
CEO 500 of a company and making all I'm like, oh, man. Yes. Like, really? Like, really, though? Like, jeez. You know what I'm saying? So it's just just one of those feelings that, you you know, you sit back and you reflect on, um, and you're like, okay, you know, that's life. (laughs) Life is a I know what you what you gonna do, you know. That's right. Because I'm married now, you know. I I love the man I'm with, and I hope you love the person you with. I'm sorry she had to wait that long for you to marry her, but (laughs) (laughs) but you're so right. One thing that you said that was true is you mentioned about a person being more serious than you are, and that's what it was. That's exactly what it was because he was older than me. You know, and I was a freshman, and I just felt mm-hmm. like this is too serious. You know, like yeah, I know what you mean. I know it's too serious for me. I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I know exactly what you mean. Incredible man, and so, um, of course, um, the book drops next week. Um, what date next yep. week does the book drop? I am shooting for next Friday. Okay. Next Friday. Next Friday, yep, yep. guys. And where can the folks uh, purchase uh, this awesome book? It'll be on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. So if you guys want to, you can type in Selena Haskins on Amazon because you can follow your authors now. Hit follow, and it'll send you a notification of the exact date when the book is out. Yep, yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, what I want to do, because I'm not going to let Selena get away without uh, sharing this tea uh, with you guys that we discussed that we're going to talk about tonight about uh, editors and and making the best choices when selecting people to work on your books and your material. (laughs) Uh, Because I definitely want her to, (laughs) I definitely want you to share that insight because that is one of my pet peeves and that's one of the things that I see so many people, whether they're authors, business, having to deal with, and I think it's just, like, crazy to me. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to chop it up for a few minutes, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. You guys know we had to go back. It's a throwback Thursday over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So you guys know we're going to throw a few throwback jams in there. So we had to put Miss Erica Badu in there next lifetime. That song is a classic, man. I'm telling you, that song, oh, man, used to take me some places mentally. Uh, it used to take me back. Uh, and referring to Zelina's book tonight, yesterday was a long time ago. It definitely used to take me back to <laughs> yesterday. I know. Uh, but we <laughs> so we are back, folks, with author uh, Selena Haskins, you guys. We've been talking about her book entitled Yesterday Was a Long Time Ago. Uh, but one of the things that I did want you to share with us um, briefly, Selena, is one of the things that we talked about um uh, we we all talked about, um, but you mentioned on in a side um, conversation about um, you know dealing with um, choosing the right editors, copyright infringements, you name it. And so a lot of authors coming in the game in the literary industry, oftentimes are seeking editors. They're seeking publishers and all these folks to connect with to to pr- put their books out there in the manner that they want. So for you. What has been your experience like dealing with searching uh, for an editor, and how do those expiring or those who may already be be in the industry, how do they go about making sure they're getting with the right team? Wow. Well, I hate to tell you this, but (laughs) (laughs) I did not have a good first experience, okay? So my first experience, you get a lot of self-proclaimed editors. Let me just say mm-hmm, that first mm-hmm. and foremost. Oh, I can read mm-hmm. and edit it. Stop getting, you know, Aunt Joan who taught English for 30-some years and, you know, stop getting, <laughs> you know, this person over here who published two books to say they're editor now. And, you mm-hmm, know, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of self-proclaimed editors out there because self-publishing is big business. So, and one of the biggest part of the business, besides making a book cover or formatting, is editing. My recommendation and what I did this go around, what I did thereafter, I should say, start getting samples of how the person edits. Look at books that they claim that they've edited. Read it. See what you find. I highly recommend that. And second, New authors especially, and I had to learn this the hard way myself. It's always something new to learn, but you have to rewrite and rewrite and rewrite your own story first. In other words, mm. don't just write something, now I'm going to go, I'm finished, I'm going to go send it to the editor. Don't do right. that. Because what's going to happen, <laughs> no, what's going to happen is, it's going to turn into ping pong. They're going to edit mm-hmm, it, send mm-hmm. it back to you. You're going to make changes. You're still going to find stuff. You're going to send it back to right. them. And guess what? Meanwhile, that calculator, ching, 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 ching. <laughs> so <laughs> you want to make it as perfect as you can get it first to save yourself time and money. Right. Time and money. And it's key, I'm telling you. And another new thing that I found out recently Find some beta readers, some people you trust. Have them actually read your story first. Is it a good story? Because you might pay all this money to go get a story edited, and guess what? Nobody's interest, interested in it. <laughs> so 
you didn't carved up three or four hundred dollars for editing for a story that no one likes. So wow. if you have a couple of trusted people that you can share the story with to read and give you some feedback, first do that. Then say, okay, because they're going to give you their feedback. Go make those changes. Rewrite, 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 rewrite. Can't emphasize that enough. Rewrite. Mm-hmm. And stop being anxious to put it out there because once it's out there, it's out there forever. <laughs> no taking it back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, these are things that people, you know, have to be on the lookout for, especially I think when you're new or just even when you're in it because you have people who pop up every day, you know, and I see it. You have, you know, the the PR people, you know, the book promoters, the the editors, the publishing company. I mean, it's a new one that literally pops up almost every day. And a lot of times you see them doing – you know, very just to be real, very subpar work when it comes to promoting and doing the things they need to do for their alleged clientele, you know. And so I've had conversations with people on like, look, maybe you need to get a different, you know, team, you know, and, and, and somebody who's going to do what you desire them to do. And so I think that a lot of times we have to stay focused on our business. Like you said, had you not been paying attention you know, or, or and then these things happen, you would have never known, like, okay, this is increasing my bill, you know, doing all of this, this, and that, and the third. And then you have so many people who they don't put things out there. They don't let you know that, okay, well, you're going to be charged X, Y, and Z for this and that and the third. So you're thinking you're getting one service when all along you're getting another one. So I think that we have to really, you know, do our research. Like you said, do your research on people and find out, you know, who are some of these Legitimate, and I would go as far as references. If you know some people that they have worked with, hit them up, whether that's on the yeah. phone, you know, Facebook, like, hey, I want to know what such and such has did for you, what has such and such did for your brand and your product and all of those, because I think that now people are just so money-hungry and greedy that they're taking advantage of really good people, you know. And you hear about a lot of authors who they have released their stories to people and they couldn't even get them back, you know, because that person might have sold it <laughs> underneath them or changed the wow. like All these different things, you know, yeah, that have taken place with people. So it's like now you really have to, you know, cover yourself. And so for you, what have you found um, as well? Uh, to be the best way to market um, your books and, and what you do? Well, I have a few trusted people that I do use to help me market, but for the most part, I do it myself. My recommendation to a lot of the new authors is you got to learn how to do a lot of stuff yourself. If you learn how to do things yourself, you can save yourself the time and the money. Self-publishing, if that's the route you want to take, first got to set a budget, and then you really have to educate yourself. You know, I had to, and a lot of things I had to learn the hard way. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm still growing and learning, but one thing is you're not going to burn me for my money no more. That much I do know. Absolutely. And just piggybacking on what you were saying about the PR people, Mm -hmm. oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness, they are everywhere. Let me tell you, <laughs> they new are. readers. I mean, I mean, new authors. I mean, I mean, you, you, you're good, B. You're good. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the snakes out there, like you said, that really take advantage of people. 
Mm-hmm. It's when it comes to social media and new authors who are listening, you can do that yourself. Set up Hootsuite mm-hmm. or something like that, Tweet Deck, to automatically do your social media stuff for you. You don't need to be paying somebody X amount of dollars a month or per week per week to tweet links to your book. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah. yeah. That's something that you can do yourself. And a lot of times other authors have, you know, guest blogs or they might guest interview you on their blogs. You know, mm-hmm. you can do exchanges. A lot of stuff is free once you start networking. Now, the key is, and B, what you were just saying about asking other people about who they work with and stuff like that, I'm going to keep it real. Right. People don't share good people. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. share. <laughs> they Rewind this part back when you guys listen to this interview. People do not share good people. You might say, why? Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. If you go somewhere yep. and you find something, that somebody paid a hundred dollars for, and you find some if you find that same thing, quality everything, for twenty dollars. Why would I tell you? I mean, think about it. Because what's going to happen is that twenty dollars is going to go up. <laughs> so I right. was paying this amount of money at first, but now because this particular company or vendor or editor or formatter their volume has increased so much that now I'm out of the loop. You know what I mean? Now I I can't get my own stuff done when I need to. Or now they done jacked up the price. So people don't share. They just don't. Absolutely. I mean, I'm fortunate to have a few young ladies I know who don't mind sharing, but it's rare. I mean, you you really have to do some hard networking and really make friends for people to share. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the other things that you talk, talked about, which I think was highly important, is the copyright infringement um, oh that takes gosh. place with a lot of people because a lot of times people aren't copywriting their stuff. And, and, and so talk a little bit about the importance of, you know, making sure that your stuff is copywritten. Well, I'm going to say this right quick. With my new upcoming novel when I was shopping for editors because my editor who I had been working with since after a, a River Moves Forward um, she took ill so I had to you know find other editors mm-hmm. <clears throat> so somebody took my idea I'm putting it out there so wow. all of a sudden I see on Facebook because I was initiating them for a quote or whatever I reached out Mm-hmm. I didn't send them the whole story. I'm not stupid, okay? I just sent, like, the synopsis and first page. You send me a sample back. But sometimes right. that's all it takes. Right. Next thing I know, this was this happened recently. That's why you saw me on my rant on Facebook. I see this person say my upcoming novel is about, you know, this person is going to be a football player and <laughs> and he meets – what did, what did the person say? This person's a football player, and he meet this girl that's quiet and shy, who's not used to love and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. I messaged them. I said, oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so wow. let me wow. just inform you 
that it sounds like mine. When it comes out, it had better not be like mine because I have copyright, a copyright lawyer, and we're ready. We're ready. And that's what I recommend to new authors. Get a lawyer. You don't have to pay until you use them, but get one. Have them on standby. So I'm keeping it 100. When that book comes out, if it's like mine, I'm taking them to the cleaners. <laughs> because it's my Which is blood, yeah. sweat, you, and tears yep. Yep. that yep. go into what I write. I'm not no New York Absolutely. Times bestseller. So what? I wrote it. Right. Right. I wrote that. Absolutely. And if you release Absolutely. something that reminds me of what I wrote, I don't care what it is. Remember Vanilla Ice got sued for that one little snippet for, <laughs> for Ice Ice Baby? That one snippet. Right. If you take a sentence the way I said it and use your character, guess what? I don't care. I, that's mine. Right. Absolutely. That's mine. Self published or not, yep. you're going to sweep somebody's floor and give me my money for what you stole from me. <laughs> Absolutely. Which makes sense because, you know, you, like you said, you put in, you know, all this time, all this work, and to have people who. Um, you know, are just lazy um, to just try to take something out from under you and make it of their own, you know, it's insulting, you know, first of all. It's insulting to your craft and the passion, and it's disrespectful, you know, being uh, an author, being a publisher to to do that to individuals. And it's sad that that's one of the things that you hear a lot about that goes on with people. Um, and I, and like that's why I said, you know, I've heard about authors sending there. And, and like you, you may didn't even send the whole book. I've heard of people who sent their whole entire book and people no, took no, it no, no. with a different title on you. it. And, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it just it just went crazy. So I, I'm glad that, you know, you're, you're putting this information out there um, for people uh, because th- these are the things that people need to know. And, you know, a lot of times we don't want to, you know, experience those learning lessons, but they're good on the flip side because it, you know, makes us pay more attention um, to people and, and, and see what people are really about. Absolutely. And th- remember this, mm-hmm. new authors who are listening, you can get your story copywritten even before publication. So mm. don't feel like you got to wait till you get published. In fact, you shouldn't do that first anyway. But um, don't feel like you have to be published first before you do the copyright. No, do that first. Because even after editing, as long as you don't change so much of the story that it seems like a totally different story, that copyright mm. is still valid. But if you had to make a lot of changes to it, it's still your copyright. All you got to do is send a revised version in. It's still yours. Mm-hmm. It's still yours, Absolutely. and people don't know that. So Absolutely. you guys got to do your homework. I'm legally sci-fi, okay? I can tell you that right now. I work <laughs> with them every day. I'm serious. I have a copyright lawyer. I got a lawyer for properties. I got a lawyer for my business. If you're going to call yourself self-published and you have a, a business, you should have a lawyer mm-hmm. for that too. Like I said on Absolutely. Facebook, I got lawyers for different things. You don't you don't have to pay until you use them, but you need to have That's one. Right. Absolutely. 
absolutely agree. And uh, what we're going to do, you guys, we're going to take uh, a little throwback Thursday musical break, but we're going to come back, and Selena's going to tell you guys how you can connect with her as far as social media and all of those great things and, and share some final words and thoughts with us, you guys. So we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. You guys are with us evening. You guys were joined by Selena Haskins, you guys. And, of course, uh, we had to continue to throw it back with some Mary J this evening, you guys. Uh, and it was funny, Selena, because you just talked about that album. <laughs> I know. I show. said, no, she didn't uh, play Mary so. J. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So for the folks out here, tell them how they can go about uh, connecting with you as far as um, social media and where they can go to uh, purchase um, your other books as well um, before the next one releases next week. Sure. You guys can reach out to me on Facebook at author Selena Haskins. That's S-E-L-E-N-A-H-A-S-K-I-N-S. And I'm also on Twitter at Books by Selena, as well as Instagram at Books by Selena. My books are available on Amazon. Just type in Author Selena Haskins, where you can purchase A River Moves Forward, Riding the Waves, and Just Between Us. And don't forget to follow me on Amazon, and that way you can receive a notification on when yesterday was a long time ago is released. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, of course, we uh, definitely, definitely uh, want you guys to go and purchase this awesome book um, as well as her other other ones as well. And so, of course, I know, uh, let's see here, we are five months into uh, 2017. So uh, what's in store next uh, for Selena Haskins? What's in store for me next is a short story. <laughs> I think awesome. that with so much political tension going on right now, oh, it's time yes. to make people laugh. <laughs> it Absolutely. is. It's time to make some people laugh. And um, I think you guys are going to really get a kick out of it because it makes light of a lot of what we see happening around us today, puts it in a, a lighthearted perspective, you know, helps us not to take everything so seriously, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, Absolutely. But I think you guys are like that. And then afterwards, um, probably another short story. Bianca, I think short stories are going to be easier for me because when I do these novels, it takes so long. (laughs) (laughs) So how about I just stick to writing like 50 pages or something like that, 50 no more than 100 pages? (laughs) I think that'll work. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, uh, we definitely appreciate uh, you coming on here and sharing with us uh, this awesome book. And uh, man, uh, it is one that I believe that uh, many of us uh, definitely have to take the time to read uh, and uh, enjoy it and embrace it, you guys, and make sure you share it with a friend or two. And uh, give the author some feedback. When you purchase the book, authors love reviews to to know what your thought process was for you uh, reading the book and all those great things. And it's always uh, a pleasure having you on the show, of course. Always a pleasure to be here, Bianca. Make sure you inbox me your address so I can send you a complimentary copy of Yesterday Was a Long Time Ago, autographed by yours truly. (laughs) 
Awesome, awesome. I definitely appreciate that. And, uh, of course, you're going to definitely have to come back uh, with those short stories because we want to hear more from you and for what you're doing. And so we appreciate you uh, putting all your soul and passion uh, into writing books that, you know, give us, um, you know, take us back a bit and, and allows us to reflect on things uh, of yesterday and uh, of the future as well. So definitely appreciate you coming on here. You got any um, final words or thoughts you want to say to the listeners? Yes, feel free to visit my website as well, booksbyselena.com, where you can check out Guess what? It's Throwback Thursday. You can go right on there now and check out my previous interviews with <laughs> the famous Bianca Fly <laughs> and listen to other awesome. interviews as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, once again, definitely appreciate you and to all of you guys who are on the lines listening. We appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. And, uh, Selena, I hope you have a great rest of your evening and and weekend and all those great things. And I definitely will be talking with you again soon. You do the same, Bianca. Thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. Awesome, 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 you guys. And, of course, that was author Selena Haskins. You guys, make sure you go check out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you guys, so that you're able uh, to find out what's uh, going on with her and when she's going to be releasing all of those um, hot and incredible books for you guys to read. we got to support our authors uh, and the things that they do. Uh, so, of course, you guys know uh, that we are going to continue bringing you more great and dynamic guests, you guys. So coming up Tuesday, we got Lucretia Angel, and she's going to be joining us, and she's going to be bringing us um, her latest book um, as well coming up next Tuesday um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be talking about her book entitled um, Sophomore Mob, A Young Mother Struggle to Make It. Uh, which is going to be awesome. You have a lot of uh, single mothers, young mothers who have, you know, had children in college and some had to drop out while some were able to pursue. So it's going to be a great dialogue. So make sure you join us this Tuesday with Lucretia Angel at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, then on Thursday, uh, we're going to bring you another awesome guest um, as well. Uh, we're going to be bringing you um, Vice uh, Moses Johnson. I'm going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking uh, about her uh, latest endeavors as well. Uh, she is the creative genius behind the VMJ Media Group, uh, and she's going to be coming on, and we're going to be talking about her book um, entitled Steel Miracles, uh, which releases this month as well. So we're going to have a great week next week, as always, you guys. And so we appreciate you guys for tuning in and supporting the show, as always. Make sure you go and join us on Facebook and Twitter Instagram, uh, The Beautiful Butterfly Show, uh, or you connect with us on me on Facebook, uh, Bianca Fly, as well. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. But, of course, you know, we got to go out with more for Throwback Thursday. Uh, so here's a little more Mary J. Beautiful. I am Bianca Fly. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you next week.
the Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.